Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female is the brightest star in her constellation and shines when she stays true to her authentic self. She puts herself first so that she can have more energy for those around her. She sticks to her priorities, is never complacent about striving for better, and nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 49. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Linda Mitchell. Linda wants to help women reach a point of empowerment in their lives. Linda is an Institute of Integrative Nutrition graduate, an award-winning fitness competitor, and an elite obstacle racer as well. So we've got something in common. She collaborated on the fitness portion of the book, Fat Flush for Life, with mentor and New York Times bestselling author Anne Louise Gittleman, and she is now the author of her own book, The Sisterhood of Sweat, and owns Chick Fit Studio, which opened in 2013. So her book and her studio are all about helping women build confidence and self-esteem and learning to feel 100% great about themselves. Welcome to the show, Linda. Hi, I'm so glad to be here with you guys. Yay. So when you first heard my definition of alpha female, what did you think of it and how do you identify as one? I think I thought it sounded sort of like a powerful woman. I think sometimes women can be afraid of the word powerful because they maybe don't associate it with being feminine. But I think that we can change the perception of that and that it's totally okay to be a powerful woman and that you can still be feminine even if you are strong. Mm. And um, so I personally, myself, I think how I relate to being an alpha female is that I'm very goal-oriented and I'm a take-charge kind of girl. I'm actually almost such an activator that as soon as I hear about something, I want to do it before my feet hit the floor. Like <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> just, I you know, I heard about kangaroo jumps and uh, I watched a video and it wasn't too long before I was off on a plane to New York city, taking classes from Mario Godiva to learn how to teach kangaroo. So I, I guess I would say that I think an alpha female is an activator as well as I can be one track mind. Like when I have a goal, I, I just, I'm lucky I have my husband because he, he kind of helps me to keep work life balance where I think I would be, I, I'm just so passionate about whatever I do. I'm just like all in. Gotcha. And you would just activate yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um. So the show is all about finding what work-life harmony means for everyone because I'm trying to do away with, uh, with the term uh, work-life balance because it just doesn't exist anymore. 
So it's nice to right. hear that your husband helps you find that flow. So what does your work-life harmony look like right now? Well, I feel like I get very passionate about whatever I'm into and it really helps to keep the harmony if like, let's say I want to go off to New York City and I want to do a workshop. I just went to the Black Hole Focus with Isaiah Hankel and I've got a business that I run. Well, you know, I have to focus on one thing at a time. So, you know, I may decide I'm going to go and I'm going to do this workshop. But then next weekend when there's a strong camp or there's something else I want to do, you know, I may have to forego that so that I can keep the balance with, I, I kind of think the workshop is more like to help build my, you know, to, to build myself up, to fill my own cup so I can give to others. So that's kind of like play for me. So I balance that kind of with my work life and I make sure I'm never over investing too much in one area. So I know you, you don't like the word balance, but I do try to <laughs> balance. I do try to balance that out with, you know, like, let's say with my, my home life, like my husband, basically recently we went to the school of greatness and they had this event and it was a DJ, uh, Pitbull's DJ was going to be there in the middle of Columbus in this huge square where we were going to be able to dance and they had this amazing lighting and I'm like I really wanted to do it but I'd already spent the whole weekend um at the summit summit of greatness and so I said to my husband if you will come because when are we going to ever get a chance to dance with pitbull's dj again if you'll come and do this then i will go to my mother-in-law's next weekend in the country and spend the whole weekend there with you so i try to you know balance out my work life and my goals also with giving in return to him and my family members if that makes sense yeah it sounds more like you're just ensuring that you have all facets of your life taken care of so that you're not overindulging too much with work, but also ensuring that your relationships and your family uh, has your time as well. So, right. Uh, yeah. So I'm just trying to get rid of balance because I think it's, it's so hard for women these days to, to have that equal parts. Um, and it's not about it being equal, but it's about just knowing our priorities and that seasons of life change. So it's like if we're doing you know, a launch or you have to put in, you, you know, we read in your bio that you own a studio. If you have to put in a ton of time in there, how are you just also ensuring that you're filling up your cup in other ways and taking care of yourself at the same time? So um, I'm glad to hear that he keeps you in check so that you're not just activating on all the, the goals and dreams. <laughs> so what would you say you're most passionate about? I would say that I'm most passionate about helping to build women's self-esteem and confidence. Um, having come from a very abusive background with my first marriage, I think that leaving that behind and creating a new story, I want to help other women to do the same, to feel empowered and to realize that they are worth investing in and that with the self-esteem and confidence I would like to see that they would never be put into a relationship like that because they maybe didn't feel strong enough or, you know, they didn't realize what was out there and what possibilities were there for them. And I just want to help other women not to ever 
you know, be in the kind of situation that I found myself in, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. No, of course it does. We always, we always take our hardships or storms in our life or, you know, rough patches and try to learn from them and help others never make the same mistakes that we may have made in our pasts. So I applaud you for that. Um, uh, Let's get into your kind of daily health habits, because I think that where I I try to focus most of the episodes on in terms of getting like tips and tricks that you apply to your life that someone else may be able to do in theirs. So what would you say is something that you do on a daily basis to boost your immune system? I take Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. It's an all-natural probiotic that you don't have to refrigerate it. It's actually made from fermented foods. Okay. And I love that because it helps you to have a healthy gut, which is pretty much where all of your immune system stems from is your gut health and your colon. So uh, I take that daily, and uh, that really helps to keep me healthy and well so that I can (laughs) run my boot camps during the week. And uh, I also like to take the, I'm trying to remember, the HCL, which is uh, helps with your digestion. And um, it's actually something your body naturally makes. It's uh, hydrochloric acid, which at the time, once you turn 40, you don't make as much of it in your body as you start to age. So you find yourself not digesting your food as well which makes it kind of sit on you, I guess. And a lot of times you will store some of the, the toxins and things from not digesting in your joints. So why I teach the HCL for a numerous, numerous reasons is it helps to keep me eliminating regularly. It helps to keep my joints healthy. Um, it also, I feel because, you know, what you ingest and what you eliminate it's really important for, for just staying trim and overall fit. So there's numerous reasons why the HCL is good. Um, one other thing I'd say about it is it helps to kill like parasites. So I I know that's something people don't talk about a lot, but you know, if you're not, uh, rinsing your lettuce good enough or you're eating on the salad bar or, what have you, you can pick up parasites by your raw foods or what you're eating. And HCL goes a long way to eliminate, eliminating that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's so important to talk about gut health. I definitely have a large focus on the show. We've talked about it a couple of times. So do you work with a certain practitioner? I think uh, it's best to, so for example, I work with a naturopath who helps make suggestions and then we test different things out. So do you work with a a practitioner or are these things that you've intuitively learned? Well, two things. I interned with Anne Louise Gittleman and I worked on her staff for many years. So I have learned from the best. And also I go to a holistic doctor here in uh, the Cincinnati area, which he does like, he does, he tests your blood. Um, he does a tissue mineral analysis with your hair, you know, so I've had all these labs done so that he actually could tell me rather than guessing mm-hmm. what I need. I know what I, my body needs because it's basically almost like when you get this, this whole blood work and tissue mineral analysis done, it's like a book on you. Mm-hmm. And so I highly recommend it because 
it has completely turned my health around. I would have never known that I had um, mercury poisoning. This is about five years ago. I was feeling like crap. I was exhausted and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I would literally say to my husband, on, I would say, I feel like some, you know, I'm being poisoned. And, and actually, literally, <laughs> I was, I had the highest mercury toxicity. So he really helped me to turn my health around. So I highly recommend. Functional medicine Absolutely. doctors are so important. So I'm glad to hear that. Uh, just and then quick curiosity now that you've talked about it did you ever find the root cause of the mercury poisoning yes well there was two things going on I had basically went to you know how back in the day before I had all of my knowledge and before I really had went to school for nutrition and everything I was learning from somebody that was a cover model I will never say who or whatever but they told me to eat fish like mm. I was training to compete and they wanted me to eat fish pretty much for like six weeks. I was eating fish, so much fish. And uh, they didn't recommend for me to eat certain types of fish. So I was eating, which unbeknownst to me, was the highest, one of the highest in mercury, which is orange roughy. So I was getting a lot of mercury from that. I was eating a lot of fish, a ton. And I wouldn't highly recommend that especially since we don't know what's in the seas these days. you got to be really careful what fish you're eating. Uh, and then uh, I had fillings put in, which back in the day, they put them under your gum. And I went to a holistic dentist. So she basically was like, the, what was happening was they were decaying under the gum. And it, what for some reason wasn't picking up on the x-ray that the normal dentist would do. And so it was leaching sulfuric mercury into my bloodstream, which is the highest toxic substance. You know, if you have just basically one gram of mercury in a lake, it pollutes it. So just imagine on an ongoing basis that leaching into your bloodstream, how sick that would make you. Yeah, I was going to guess fish and uh, fillings. And uh, definitely doesn't surprise me because the world of fitness competing is definitely rampant with, you know, the recommendations of eating. I know in the States, orange roughy is really popular. It's not as popular up in Canada, but up here it was tilapia. And the same thing, it's eating just a crazy amount of fish as your lean protein instead of uh, providing variety in your diet. So I'm glad you found the root cause. I think that's the, the biggest kind of aha moment that anyone can have is, okay, I have these symptoms, I have these problems, I need, I need more energy, I need to be able to go after all of the goals and the dreams that I've come up with, but what are the root causes of the problems? And working with practitioners is such an amazing way to not only supplement our health, but then find the root causes and deal with them so that we don't have to deal with them in the future. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it totally it changed my health. I literally went from being so exhausted. I thought it was all the competing. It wasn't to to having a new lease on life mm -hmm. at 50 years old, opening a business, starting my own competition team where we didn't do any extreme measures, um, you know, basically just going to school. I mean, everything. I did everything. And, and that is because I was healthy. And I'm telling you, you cannot undervalue your health and it pays to make sure who you're taking advice from 
knows their stuff and mm-hmm. that they're highly credentialed and not just look good, not just look the part, not just go to somebody because, oh, they have a six pack, so they must know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into your fitness regime. What do you do on a weekly basis to stay active? I well, basically, I do lead my own boot camp classes at the Chick Fit Studio, and we have a, a lot of functional training. So we work the whole body as a unit versus, you know, like your traditional gym workout where you might do the treadmill and then you might do your biceps that day. Generally, I do a lot of functional training because I believe that if you train like the athlete, like an athlete, you you'll have the body of an athlete. So, uh, so that's high on my list. And I also love to take it outdoors. So a lot of times we'll go to the park and I all go by myself sometimes just to do some sprints. I love to run this, the stadium stairs. I'll do hill sprints. And then I also like to mix it up with some boxing, yoga and kangaroo jumps. So I, I stay pretty active. That's awesome. For those that don't know, is the kangaroo kind of the shoes with the the bouncy things on the bottom and you basically jump around in a fitness class scenario? Yes, and the um, reason why they're so great is they help to uh, flush the lymphatic system because the way your lymph nodes are, are vertical and that's the same way that you bounce. So you're vertically, when you're doing this motion, like rebounding, it's just like rebounding. Mm. You're flushing your lymphatic system, which really actually helps with weight loss because if your lymph is, is stagnant, it's almost impossible to lose weight. So that's one really good thing. But the other thing is it lessens the impact on your joints. Mm-hmm. So your knees, back, and hip, you don't get as much impact. It's actually 80% less impact and 25 to 50% more calorie burn because the springs on the shoes have resistance. So it's really, I mean, it's great. And mostly I train a lot of 40 to 55 year olds. So, you know, not everybody could go for an hour of running or, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. with high impact, they have to take some of that impact out. And every single time I've seen a kangaroo class in a gym scenario, Though and it's true, it's mostly women, but those women have the biggest smiles on their faces. Like, it's, <laughs> so it's definitely one of those fun classes um, where, yeah, where it's not it's not a chore to do it, but it's definitely a, a an appointment with fun. How do you challenge yourself fitness wise? Well, I started competing at the age of forty. Okay, and so I'm a little bit of a late bloomer, but I decided that. I didn't really do any of that. I never did anything, no gymnastics, no cheerleading until I hit 40. So I decided that I would give myself an opportunity and a chance to grow. And so every year I teach myself a new move to do in my fitness routine. So this year at Fitness America, I did a handstand and dropped into the splits and I'm 54 and I'm learning new I'm, I'm still, I'm going to call it a trick. I'm learning new tricks. Yeah. And, and it's a, I love it. It's a thrill. And I like doing, uh, I like doing that. And I like also doing obstacle course races because it really challenges you to get outside of the box and to realize that you could do more than 
you thought you were capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally hear you on that. And what is your, what's your favorite obstacle that maybe you couldn't do the first race that you tried and now it's like one of your favorite ones? My favorite is climbing the rope. Yeah, the very, me too. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's always like the first time you do a race, if you have no upper body strength or don't know the technique of like wrapping your leg and hooking your foot, then it's always a struggle. And then once you learn, you're like, oh, this is such an easy obstacle to do now. But always like first timers find it the most intimidating obstacle. Oh my gosh. I can remember the first two times, the first two races, it was over water. It was really high off the ground. And I was just, I was trying so hard and I just kept slipping and falling into the water. <laughs> and on the last, in the last race, I came up on the obstacle. All these men were falling off like flies. And I, at first my mindset was, oh my gosh, these guys can't even do it. I don't know, you know, if I should try this. And then I just felt like, oh, I'll try it one more time. So I just got up on this hay bale and got a really big jump up. And then I shimmied to the top. And, uh, oh, my God. Then I looked up and I'm like, this cowbell is like another so foot close. above my head. Yeah. And you have to ring it. And I'm hanging on with one arm, hugging the rope. Yeah. And I'm like trying to smack the cowbell. And then I look down and I'm like, holy crap, there's no water this time. <laughs> but I rang the bell. Yeah. So the, the lesson is you should always try something one more time because you never know when you're going to be able to do it. Yeah, we have it easy up in Canada. I've seen the, the Spartan races in the U.S. are usually over that body of water, and we are always over a big pile of hay. So we don't have... We don't have the water kind of challenge that many uh, U.S. racers have trying to get up the slippery rope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just so – there's something about just breaking through a challenge like that that gives you confidence even in your own life because you didn't think you could do – you didn't think you could do it. Mm -hmm. And you were a little bit afraid when you're hanging on that rope Yeah. and there's no no nothing under you. But you do it, and then you're like, well, what else could I do in my life that I was afraid of that I thought I couldn't do? Yeah. So I, I love – definitely like the addiction of like learning to push your comfort zones comes yeah. from a love of obstacle course raising. All right. What do you do at night to wind down, decrease any stress that may have built up during the day? Um, I like to come home, spend time with my husband – since my kids were empty nesters now, a lot of times it's my husband who gets home first and he'll make a healthy dinner. A lot of the time he'll cook. He's so great. We'll talk about our day and then we'll watch something mindless together. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like we like to watch the bold and the beautiful. Really? It's, <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> and, and he likes to watch it with me. He'll say, Oh, we haven't watched our soap lately. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's adorable. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's really cute. Well, he likes to, he can um, impersonate. So sometimes he'll do a little impersonation for me. And uh, like he, he makes it fun and funny. And so that's something we really enjoy together. He's going to be like, you did not just tell the universe I like both of you. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, sorry. It's on a podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, he's a great guy. And we'll sit out on the deck and we'll look up at the stars sometimes or, 
you know, get a good book. Like, well, I read your book. I loved your book. Love oh, lost life found. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely a great read. Um, I really, really enjoyed it and I've recommended it to quite a few people. Well, that's amazing. I love hearing those stories because you put something out into the world and unless people decide to tell you, uh, it's very hard to know what kind of impact you're making. So I appreciate that. Well, I, th I know how hard it is to, um, to be vulnerable and to put yourself out there. But I really think that when you put your personal life sometimes out there and you're afraid, it really, that's when you really reach people, mm. you know? Yeah. So I think kudos to you for that. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, so this question, uh, sometimes really easy for people to answer, other times it's a bit uh, harder, but we ask, what are some pain points of being an alpha female that you're constantly problem solving for? Well, I have to say, I'm so like, uh, think when I'm teaching a class that the workout has to be bigger, larger, harder, I gotta push people and I'm pushing them forward and maybe we're in this goal achievement mode, some people might sometimes think I'm insensitive. Mm. Really, I'm so, I'm so not, I'm so sensitive. But they might think, I, like they may be talking about their day and they may be talking about something and I'm like, come on, you guys, let's get going, let's sprint, let's, you know, let's move. And they may think that's insensitive, right? They may think, oh gosh, I'm talking about my day. And all she cares about is working out. Gotcha. So, but I think it's because I'm goal oriented yeah. and I know what I, what they're there for and I'm trying to push them constantly. They might also consider me pushy mm. because so. Yeah. You're like, I I'm think, just trying, like, this is a task and it's to get you to have an amazing workout. So we're on task to get you the amazing workout. So you got to, you got to yeah. show up. Um, but yeah. meanwhile, they may be people pleasers and yeah. they, you know, they want to, they want to have that social interaction first and chit chat. Yeah. First. It's such a hard, so yeah, it's interesting to hear cause we've talked about it on the podcast a bit, how it shows up in the corporate world, but fascinating to hear that it shows up in the small business world as well. <laughs> oh yeah. And I think I have learned that that they're not just there for the workout and that the relationship part of it has to come first. And that I should, because I'm so goal oriented and driven and I, I want to push them out of our comfort zone. I have to constantly remind myself to find that balance. Yeah. Um, so that that's part of, I think my pain point of being an alpha female is sometimes I might be considered to be insensitive. That's so how, how are you problem solving for it? I have been trying to pull myself back and I have been doing a good job during like every time when I have a class or have a client, I try to just meet them where they're at and focus on where they're at and what I, what maybe I didn't realize they were wanting to get out of it wasn't just the working out. So because I'm so goal-oriented, I think I wasn't seeing that before, mm -hmm. but now I, I am really pulling myself back and being like, okay, let me meet these people where they are. Let's take care of them. Let's focus on what they're talking about today, and then I'll move them on from that point. Gotcha. So just taking a few seconds to 
um, share in a story or ask a question before cracking the whip. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. Before get down a bear crawl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> All right. So that almost ends today's show. I love today the last question because it always brings a different kind of insight from everybody. So will you share with our audience what your definition of happiness is? My definition of happiness is doing what you were created to do, living your purpose, what makes your spirit feel alive, do what sets your soul on fire. Like you're excited when your feet hit the floor in the morning to get out of bed because you just cannot wait for your day because you are fully living in your authentic self and you're living out your purpose. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I truly appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice and leave me a rating and review. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com. That's Robin with a Y, B-A-L-D-W-I-N. And join us next week for another inspiring chat. I hope you have a spectacular day.